Sports on Cap, Stephen A. Norman. Hutch in the clutch back here on a yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, tonight's show, every show brought to you by the Greater Merrimack Valley CVB. Check them out at Merrimack Valley on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the social media giant, merrimackvalley.org. Looking for something to do, dinner, drinks, live music, and all the events. Check out merrimackvalley.org or any of their social media. For the What's Up on the What's Up, live from the Lowell Spinners Family Fun Studio, the Milltown Plumbing text line is open. So are the phones, 978-454-4980. lot on the table today. A lot on the table. I want to get to uh, some Patriot stuff. Uh, the trade deadline uh, taking place yesterday come and gone. No moves made other than a kicker being brought in and a kicker leaving. Uh, we'll get to that. Not quite the moves we expected. Also, uh, Bye-bye, new team. Yeah. Also want to get to uh, some of the Tom Brady stuff. Uh, really, that's, that's taken place over the past, I'd say, week and a half, two weeks now since I've been gone. And uh, now I'm back in my, my usual spot. Hutch is back <laughs> in his usual spot. It's been, it's been a crazy week and a half. But a lot of Brady stuff to get to Love it. that took place while I was gone and also just within the past couple of days here. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. There's, Did you, um, there's plenty of more on hmm. the table, uh, including Red Sox stuff. Oh, my God. Celtics their, uh, and the Bruins. Yeah, and... I mean, so much to get to. What and about the um, World Series for you, no? Well, we will touch on the World Series today okay. if we get time. Uh, game at the end 7 of the show. tonight. Because game 6 had a very interesting, controversial call last night uh-huh. um, that watching the game, although I have been rooting, believe it or not, I, I switched sides. And I'm not going to okay. get into w- why I switched sides, but I am rooting for Houston. And, okay, um, <laughs> and, and, and even though I am rooting for Houston last night, the call that was made on the field that benefited them and ultimately didn't cost Nash, the Nationals the game uh-huh. was, was a poor call, was just a bad call. And I'll get to why I feel I, that way. A lot of I baseball writers. I can't wait because I want to talk to you. I got, right. I got a couple questions. Oh, good. Okay. So we will things, get to yeah. that then. I'll make it a point to get to that. Please. But I do want to start with uh, the Patriots and the trade deadline come and gone. Uh, what you see is what you get. There was no deal yesterday to be made. The asking price is just just too high. And a team, even like the Patriots, 12 draft picks in 2020, eight picks that can be used in trades, meaning that the, the other four are going to come by compensatory picks, meaning they're, they're given because players have left, signed other places, and those, tr- those uh, draft choices cannot be included in trades. So the Patriots have their own first, third, and fourth pick, and then they have later picks in the draft. Last, or the end of last week, Jay Glazer is reporting that the team could still add a wide receiver, uh, I've been clamoring and, and basically beating my chest for uh, offensive line help because I think that that is the biggest flaw, the biggest hole in the team is the, wide, is the offensive line, not the wide receiver position, which got shirred up last week with the trade of Mohamed Sanu. And Brady was pushing for Sanu over Manny Sanders. He got his wish. And I feel like with that addition, with Nikhil Harry, who is back at practice and eligible to be activated, uh, either this week, uh, by Saturday at 4 p.m. for this week's game, or by November 5th. Uh, if not activated by then, season's over. But speculation is he'll be, act- he'll be activated. Uh, Patriots have an open roster spot right now, and it will probably be for Nikhil Harry. So help is on the way and has already arrived in, in the form of Mohamed Sanu. So I-, I didn't want the team to make a wide receiver trade. I didn't think they needed to. I've been saying for a while that although this is not the, the best offensive uh, skill players that Brady's had by any means, and it's been a revolving door, and I see where that's somewhat frustrating, although not all the team's fault. I get that. I feel like the offensive line, if I'm Tom, I want offensive line help over wide receiver help, and, and although a lot of the talk has been around 
what he's been given at the wide receiver position, his offensive line has taken more of a hit than even the receiving core has. And yesterday, no moves made. The names that were floated out there, Nate Solder, you know, familiar name there, uh, Trent, uh, Trent Williams of the Washington Redskins, who um, was not traded. The, the, the Redskins were looking for uh, not just uh, picks and high picks. They were in talks with uh, Cleveland, and they were looking for Denzel Ward, who was an overall uh, first-round pick cornerback, very talented cornerback. Just uh, That's a non-starter. You, you're not going to give that away for a player of Trent Williams' age, contract situation, and uh, Denzel Ward under contract, and picks on top of that. So the Patriots weren't going to do that uh, and didn't have a young player that I feel like they would be comfortable trading away. So that scratched that off the board. He actually reported to Washington today and didn't even pass his physical. So uh, that, that off the top wouldn't have necessarily helped. He didn't even pass his physical. Now, he's had problems with their medical uh, team over there, so maybe there's, there's going to be some feuds back and forth. It, that's, that's something to keep an eye on just because I find it... Uh, it Intriguing, see what, what happens. They're not intriguing, interesting. Tyler Eifert was another name, tight end uh, with Cincinnati, injury prone. O.J. Howard, the young uh, first-round pick a couple years back with Tampa Bay. Asking prices just too high across the board. Patriots weren't going to make a move, and I'm happy they didn't, by the way. Uh, although I would have liked to see them add offensive line. I'm talking more so at the tight end position and uh, wide receiver position. I'll tell you why. The names that were floated out there with Tyler Eifert and O.J. Howard. The prices for O.J. Howard, to me, was just going to be too high. Although productive last year, has taken a step backward this year, at least as far as how many catches. He's, he's, he's by, by far definitely a, a good pass-catching tight end. I haven't watched a whole lot of his, his game in, in Tampa Bay to see what he's like in the run game, so I'll be honest with you. I, I can't comment on him from that point of view. But Tyler Eifert, who Cincinnati was, was looking for a third round or higher from the Patriots in return for Tyler Eifert, he's hurt. All the time. Yeah, the intangibles are there, but he's always hurt. The Patriots have some wide receivers, although not, not the best, uh, best positional group that they have on the team. They have Ben Watson, 38, and he's coming off his suspension. Matt Lacoste, who's been injured all season. Ryan Izzo, who's been injured all season and not very good in the, pa- in the blocking game to begin with. And although I think they're asking a lot of that positional group going forward to help out the offensive line, in an area of the game where they're not exactly very good at. They're, it's not their expertise. These are pass-catching tight ends, and you're asking them or might be asking them to help in the run game where it's not unreasonable to ask a tight end to be a blocker. Okay, I'm not saying that they're asking something of a tight end position that they shouldn't be, but asking players of this ilk that, that just don't have that skill set, that to me is where the problem is. And the players that they were rumored to go get, like I said, I don't know O.J. Howard in the run game as much, but Tyler Eifert is not a run-blocking tight end, and he's injured often. So I'm not giving up a substantial pick for a player like that. Now, I would have liked to see them make a move for Nate Solder. Trent Williams, I didn't know his, his medical situation uh, prior to today. So I wanted that move. I wanted Nate Solder, at least a familiar face who's played here, been to Super Bowls, produced, and is familiar with the whole system here in New England. I would have liked that. But like I said, what you see is what you get. Um, and the other thing is, I feel like a lot of talk has been around the wide receiver position, tight end position, and what Brady's been given, and you have to bring in receivers or a tight end, pass-catching tight end, to appease Tom and, and make him a little bit more comfortable with his weapons 
and the report last week, he's frustrated with the wide receiver position and the inconsistencies and the revolving door that has been the wide receiver position this year. And like I said, some of that is understandable. I, I get where he's coming from. It's not unreasonable. I, I can tell you that I probably feel that way too. I felt like he's beat that drum a little, a little much. But wouldn't it have appeased Tom? Wouldn't it have made a, a, a happy Tom, happy life? <laughs> like happy wife, happy life, happy, happy line, happy Tom. If you brought in an offensive uh, lineman who could add to that, that depth that they have now or lack of depth that they have now and question marks that they have now to give Tom more time to throw to Philip Dorsett, Julian Edelman, now Muhammad Sanu, and hopefully Nikhil Harry or Jacoby Myers or Ben Watson, names that he trusts. He does have people that he trusts in that, in that, in that grouping. Watson, he trusts. He likes Sanu. So we know if he likes him, he will throw to him. He obviously has his binky in Julian Edelman, James White out of the backfield. Dorsett has become in that circle of trust. He is that, that type of receiver now for Tom. So he has the, the, the weapons. They're not, I'm not selling, telling you that they're the best offensive weapons in the game or the best positional group. No. But I'd take that positional group over the offensive line which the offensive line can derail your whole team. Not many positional groups can do that. Offensive line can. Okay, if you can't, if you can't block up front, you can't throw effectively, you can't run effectively, your defense is on the field more, they're playing more snaps, they're asked to hold teams to lower scores, more snap counts because your offense can't convert in important times, crucial times. Wouldn't it have made Tom happier if, if and I haven't heard many people say it, if they acquired an offensive lineman more than a wide receiver. If I'm Tom, a wide receiver, yeah, the separation, you need that. You need that group to be able to get some separation. But what would you rather have? Slower receivers who at least you have some kind of uh, compatibility with, you've worked with, or an offensive line that makes you get rid of the football in two seconds. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not, it doesn't just work to your benefit to do so, but you have to. I mean... If I'm Tom, I'm 42, and I'm getting beat around back there, and it hasn't been that bad, but he's had to get rid of the ball a lot sooner than he'd like. And his 16 incompletions that came from that Cleveland game, those were good throwaways by Tom. That's him protecting the football. That's him protecting himself. Wouldn't he have rather have an offensive lineman? Now, I guess we could, we could talk about this, and it, it's a moot point because at this point, trading deadline has come and gone. What you see is what you get with the exception of Isaiah Wynn, who was back at practice today, you got to cross your fingers if, if you're the Patriots that this guy doesn't get hurt, that no one else gets hurt. Shaq Mason nope. missed time last week with yeah. an ankle, and uh, Ferentz had a fill-in, and you saw that, that that didn't work out too well. I mean, he was pressured all game. Hutch, you got something. How many, how many sacks were did Brady? Uh, I think there wasn't. It was not a lot. No, it wasn't a lot. I don't have the number was, off yeah, the top of my head. Was, it was very it, few. It was very few, but... To me, I look at that game mm. on Sunday and I say the sack numbers weren't weren't great, but weren't weren't high. But some of that is Tom and his ability to, like I noted, throw the ball away, get rid of the ball, throw it into the ground, avoid sacks, avoid turnovers. And although you know the the sack doesn't show up on the stat line, you use your eyeballs. I mean, he's getting rid of, uh, of 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 plays, bailing on plays earlier than he'd like because he doesn't have the time to make what could be a play downfield if you give those receivers a little extra time because they might not get the most separation, but you know where they're going to be. They're going to scramble. You give them extra time. Tom's going to pick you apart. Why do you think Tom Brady doesn't never runs? 
What's his deal? Is it just just because he's because he's slow? I don't I don't have any scientific or or football injury. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's he's slow. He just (laughs) he's slow. He's not the most athletic guy in the world. For one of the best uh, players in in football history, he's not the the fastest. He's not. Yeah, he's not exactly going to jump the highest, run the fastest. So I mean, that's that. But you're asking a lot of of Isaiah Wynn, uh, a young uh, a second year player who has been injury prone himself. And it, once again, it's not the player's fault, but some players are just injury prone. Some guys are just injury prone. And you're asking him, you've seen a, a, a whopping game and a half out of him. And yeah, he looked good in a game and a half, but I don't know. Is that the sample size that you can say, oh, well, geez, Isaiah wins coming back and we can count on him to be healthy. No, no, I just don't feel that way. And, and like I said, 79 yards on the ground in that game against Cleveland on Sunday. And I believe, as much as I've not been a Sony Michelle bandwagon type of guy, I thought he was taken too high, that 79 yards, he ran well, especially early in that game. And still, Patriots, 20, uh, was 79 yards on the ground. I think they averaged, what was it, 2.7 yards per carry? Um, or 2.9 yards a carry on 27 uh, or carry? The number's not great. So they, they weren't good in run blocking, which takes the passing game out of it to a certain extent, and you're asking more of those wide receivers, more of Tom, because the Patriots use that run game not just to run the ball, control the clock, what, milk it, blah, 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 all the football cliches. They also use it to, to, to suck teams in in the play-action game. The, the Patriots feast off of teams when they suck up for the run. Those linebackers creep up try to play the run on that play action, and Brady just dumps it over the middle. How many times have you seen that play where he fakes it and then he throws it to Julian Edelman on a crosser or anyone else, Dorsett, Gordon, and it's now probably going to be Sanu. So you take all of that out. When defenses can game plan against you and they know that, hey, this team's not going to be able to run the football, not necessarily because they have backs back there who can't do it, no, but because they just don't have the horses up front to push. It's something that Dante Scarnecchia, Scar, uh, talked about uh, the other day. Ivan Fears, the running backs coach, talked about, we just haven't been good in the run game. I feel like our running backs have been good, but offensive line isn't doing it. Scar's saying, I'm not seeing what I'm teaching translate to on the field. And I I think you're asking a lot now of Dante Scarnecchia and average players to patch together an offensive line. It's, like I said, a positional group that can kill your team. Because postseason, teams that are successful in the postseason have a good defense, have a run game, which helps set up the pass. They're good on third downs, both sides of the ball, and they convert in the red zone. Okay, uh, touchdowns, not field goals. And turnover battle always goes without saying. But they haven't been great in the red zone, the Patriots, this year. They haven't been good running the football this year. They've been shaky on third downs. Five of 16 on third downs on Sunday. Two of six in the red zone. They have the defense, but the run game is going to be the key down, down the stretch. With all that said, is this group enough, good enough? It's not going to be a strength. So we could scratch that out. I don't care how great and amazing Dante Scarnecchia is at coaching the offensive lineman. Is it going to be a strength? No. Are they good enough? In my opinion, yes. But it's going to take some work. Fingers crossed. No one gets injured, and Isaiah Wynn comes back and actually looks like Isaiah Wynn from the first game and a half of the season. It's asking a lot, not too much. All right, that's been uh, the first half here, sports on Capped. 
A lot to get to on the program, and we'll do so on the other side.